Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna White, and I welcome you to Keeping It Real on Purpose. It's a podcast for all-around women where we challenge your everyday thinking and limiting beliefs around life, relationships, and your business to help you live your life purposefully. I'm your host, Edna White, your life purpose coach. And today I'd love to in, uh, introduce to my audience, because audience, you know, we always have exciting people on and these guests really get us excited about business, right? I'd love to introduce today's guest. And I thought I'd do something different today. I thought maybe our guest who is a business professional woman would just chime in and I'm not even going to say her name. I'm going to let her say her name this time. Don't give it away to the audience. So I introducing. Hi, Edna and everybody who's listening. I'm Christine. I was born Christine and barefoot, but I became Dr. Christine Sauer and I'm known with my <laughs> And I'm known with my business name, Doc Christine, uh, which is the name of my website, docchristine.com. And uh, my story is like many people's story, ups and downs. I reached a right old age of 60 by now, which makes me Yay! a young <laughs> I was born and raised in Germany in a middle class family, grew up uh, with the expectation to become a doctor and did. And I was fortunate to be able to fulfill those parental expectations. You know how it is. So oh, yeah. Married a fellow medical student who then became a doctor, miserable, <clears throat> I won't say the B word, and had children with that man. It was a marriage filled with emotional abuse and mental illness on his side and my side because okay. I always had a tendency to depression right. and had episodes where I really struggled with feeling sad and down in the dumps and just not being able to do my everyday work. Okay. But hey, I lived for my work, so I worked <clears throat> workaholic, 16-hour days, Ooh. whatever, 100 patients a day. I loved my patients. I loved helping people. I still do. So at one point, my back said, that's enough, and gave out on me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up in the hospital for four weeks learning to walk again wow. with split discs. So mm, that threw me down. But being a fighter, I fought back and did a rehab program, got back to work part-time. Second disc slipped. It wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> and at that time, I gave up. I mm -hmm. fell into a real deep depression. And then I realized, shit, what do I have besides work? Really nothing. If I don't work, I have no purpose. And I got even more depressed. Because as Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite people of all times, I was fortunate to hear him while he was still alive as a medical student in Ulm. He's an amazing person in his book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. He describes very uh, eloquently how important meaning is. And you as a purpose coach know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I struggled with that. And I had two teenage boys. And then my ex-husband decided to commit suicide on top of it all. Oh. So I decided I sold everything and my ex and I already had started immigration process to Canada at that time mm -hmm. <laughs> because he didn't want our kid 
troops to have to serve at the, the then compulsory German army. So we ended up here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada in 1997, the two boys and me. Mm -hmm. I was very isolated, lonely. I spoke English, not as well as I do now. And uh, my sons went to school here in Halifax and I fell into an even deeper hole. Wow. And I couldn't get out anymore so bad that I attempted to commit suicide. Uh, I didn't. I ended up driving myself to the mental hospital and staying here for four weeks, which is a very long time for a Canadian mental hospital. I think only because I tried to kill myself in there again. So they realized I needed some help. I got some help. I got better. I got into group therapy. It helped. I thought I knew what I wanted. Well, I struggled back and forth. I met my current husband about a year later a very good person and we're still together after 23 years and uh, I still struggled, 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 struggled. Mm -hmm. after 10 years, something happened to me. I mean, I gained weight from the medications and all the lifestyle. I, I'm an emotional eater. I like to eat. Right. So I ate and I was 315 pounds, which at five foot nine didn't look good. Uh -huh. I huffed and puffed. I couldn't fit in an airplane seat. A chair with armrests was a hurdle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so at some point I said to myself, this is not the life I want to live for the rest of my life. Right. Okay. So I, I, want, I want to stop you right there, Christine, because you have given us so much in so little time. <laughs> okay. So I want to keep you right there. Those right. words you just said. Now... Uh -huh. Thank you for the introduction of your life, you know, your life and your challenges. And what seven things that really stuck out to me from your story and audience, I want you to take note of this, that Dr. Christine said, number one, don't complain. Because I didn't hear her say one time that she complained during all of this, these challenges, obstacles in her life. Number two, she faced them head on. Number three, she stayed positive. Even though she was in a state of depression, she still got out of it, you know. Number four, she was realistic in what she was doing. She was everything that Dr. Christine said, very realistic, even the B word. <laughs> you know, um, five, don't try to, to outdo anything, you know, just go with the flow. Six, emotional side, she delved into her emotional side. That, that's what's important. Listen to that, guys. And seven... She broke it all down in just those five minutes that Dr. Christine was talking. She broke down everything in small pieces. Okay, so I want to, now that you said all of that, and I welcome you to this, this Keeping It Real podcast, Dr. Christine, I want to tell, ask you how right now do you show up to the world? How do you show up? I sparkle. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of energy full of purpose and passion mm -hmm. and that is the life that i wish on everybody right. now do i have bad days sometimes yes of course, of course. I mean, life is not just a cakewalk mm -hmm. life has challenges but as you said it's a matter of how you face them yes and there's always a way out yes and absolutely. if there isn't well you can always do something about that yeah 
you can yeah, always do something. Said, if you can't change where you are, the circumstances, you can always change your attitude. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what is the name of your business and what is your role in your business? Well, I founded DocChristine.com, which is a company I founded to help people especially women struggling with sad moods, depression, anxiety, to overcome those challenges, grow beyond their circumstances and become the people they truly already are inside, but maybe not realize. Right, not, not realize it. Right. And we know that um, during this whole pandemic, that's a very you know, good place to start because that alone, the anxiety, depression was part of, or it probably still is, um, the obstacles during this stay at home and, you know, keep away from people in the Zoom era. Can we talk about that? Like, you know, what Absolutely. you present? And I think it is much worse here in Canada than it is in the U.S. because the restrictions in Canada are very worse. We are so regulated. Really? And I talk to people that are vaccinated or not vaccinated, and the division in the population is unreal. And the unvaccinated, the poor people, they are blamed for all bad things yeah. in life. It's not right. And yes, it is very hard for people to distinguish between what's real and what isn't anymore. Yeah. Yes, there is a pandemic going around, but what exactly is dangerous? Yeah. What is dangerous? Is it safe? To wear a mask or a mask just a uh, face diaper you have to wear to satisfy <laughs> the government. Yeah, face diaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I, I personally think, I mean, look back two or three years ago, if you had gone in a grocery store with the mask on, you would be arrested. What? Like, you, you would have been as, a, as, a, as somebody that wanted to walk. Oh, right. To rob the store, right. I completely forgot about that. That's a good right. point. We forget about the life before COVID. Right. And there was such things. And there was the flu all the time. And Absolutely. there were thousands of people yeah. that died every year from the flu. Absolutely. Nobody said a thing about it. Right. And I revert back to that every time I hear that. I was like, you know, do you remember when we had the flu? You know. Yeah. And, and what about other infectious diseases? Yeah. What about Malaria yep. that kills a child exactly. every five minutes. Yep. What about diarrheal diseases that mm -hmm. kill way more people worldwide than COVID ever did? Right. Not a word. Nope. So it is very upsetting for people to try to stay within reason, do what makes sense and not... And, and, and within the rules that the government set so you don't end up in jail, or, right. I don't know what they are still inventing to do to you if you right. don't follow the rules. <laughs> I don't think there is, is anything. It is Just threats. It's sometimes to think about mm -hmm. what, what's really going on. I've never experienced that in my lifetime. Right. I'm going on 60. Right. Growing up in Germany, I learned a lot about the Nazis. Now, I don't want to compare COVID with the, the Nazis, but mm -hmm. I see certain parallels and I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. So that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it should be a personal choice and not a mandate. Absolutely. People should lose their job over it like they Absolutely. do currently. Absolutely. And here we lay doctors off and nurses that we urgently need in our healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And that's silly. Yeah. 
That's silly that's altogether. Really, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's upsetting. And that helplessness, and you know, helplessness causes depression. Yes. The, the Helpless Helpers is a classic book. <laughs> I, I deal a lot with people that are struggling with that reality of mm -hmm. the new normal, whatever that's going to be. Right. If it even is a thing, you know. <laughs> well, there is certainly something different about yeah. these times. It's interesting. It, it will be very interesting when you look back 100 years from now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You won't be there for to see that. I right. would love to be... Uh, a fly on uh, the wall, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know how it's going to end, but I'm mm -hmm. gravely concerned. Right. And that brings about the anxiety that you yeah. coach people through you you yeah. you, you yeah. help people through and yeah. so help in my them business overcome. what i do i developed my own seven step process to help somebody that's starting at the bottom on the middle to go towards being a little bit more like the sparkling purposeful energetic self they can be and want to be and i help them around all five areas of brain and mental health which mm -hmm. are of course the physical side the supplement supplements health lab tests nutrition exercise all that is crucially important right. then of yeah. course the mental part the thought processes in your head the spiritual part people need a connection to something bigger than themselves the relationship part because people struggle in relationships and then if I can, the financial part to help them at least get a job, keep a job, start their own business, connect them with somebody that can help them do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, that sounds about the whole person. You know, you're talking about the yeah. whole person. And that's, that's good. That's something that I really found is very important, especially for people that struggle with their mental health. They need a whole person approach. You can't just work on one part. The other parts get neglected. They won't get completely uh, healthy. And no. In my upcoming TED talk, I'm talking in February on a TED talk, I will be explaining the gap in depression therapy and how to hopefully bridge it one day. Mm-hmm. And it really is, um, you know, I'm in the industry of um, housing and um, helping the homeless and real estate mm -hmm. within my area. And you're bringing up a great point because I always say the piece that is missing is that we don't realize their hopelessness. And their hopelessness needs to be addressed before mm -hmm. you can give them an address. <laughs> You know, you, the hopelessness goes right along with them. So you can yeah. solve like problems. Like you said, you can solve one problem if you want to address one part, but you cannot address one part without, without addressing all the parts, which is important. You're so right, Edna. And, and I've, I've been with homeless people in one hospital ward mm -hmm. because they often end up in a mental hospital because right. of their mental illness, their addictions. And, and sometimes just to house them somewhere safe. Yeah. And uh, I found in my time there, to my big surprise, they are just as regular, normal people as everybody. Every, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we I, misconstrue that. We misconstrue that. Yeah. Um, I, I say to um, when, when I was, and I, I started in this company about four years. 
And so I was saying to them, the data that I've collected, I'm talking to lawyers, I'm talking to RNs, you know, people who used to be doctors or dentists, you know, you know, all these great titles and went to school and everything. The, the trauma that happened in their lives was depression. Like say someone got a divorce, then because of the divorce, they lost their home. And they were living in the street. They, you know, they had no one, you know, and that brought on depression that they couldn't climb out of. Right. And that created the hopelessness and thus the mental illness that never was there before. Uh, so you're, you're spiraling down and it could be you just that quick second. You know what I'm saying? And, it and we could don't really. Any of us. It could be any of us. It's correct. And I don't know if you know, it's a wonderful lady. You might want her on your podcast to Anita Lichtman. She founded a charity. Mm-hmm. She called it Knock Knock Give a Sock to help <laughs> our neighbors. That's great. That's great. Neighbors, homeless people that live on the street. Right. She calls them our neighbors. And there. Okay. And she wrote children's books. Uh, she's a lovely person. She's really? She's a student okay. in New York. Yeah, you have to share that information. With I'd love to have a conversation with her um, about yeah. the hopelessness. And as you talk about it, um, when did you decide to take your expertise from working in the hospital to doing your own business? Well, the way it evolved is since I was in Canada and I had my current husband, when I decided to do something about my life, yes, I took the LMCC1 and 2 to be a physician in Canada, mm-hmm. but it was already too late. I was too long out of practice. I would have to do a complete new residency. Gotcha. And I couldn't do that. My back at that time was still too bad. Right. So I searched for something I could do that would not involve that. And stupid me, I thought, <laughs> oh, well, just become a coach. Right. So I put that up there. I'm a coach now. Come on and I'll help you. Hey, all right. That doesn't work. We know that. <laughs> <It doesn't. laughs> so I fell flat on my face. And like any good child that falls back down when they struggle, I try to be my own best friend and my own good parent, like everybody should do. And mm-hmm. said to myself, hey, you fell on your butt, now get up and try again. Right. So I tried again and reinvented myself a few times until then I found something that really fulfilled my passion and connected well with my story. Okay. And that's what I'm doing currently. Mm-hmm. And my motto and what I always say is, if you are stuck in a dark place, right. don't give up. There's a light at the tunnel for you, too. And it's not a freight train. No. <laughs> because my depressed clients always say, yeah, it's a freight train. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. The, um, I think Dr. Phil calls those words um, um, exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, you know, exaggerated. <laughs> One of my favorite philism I always use for myself when I try to be right around my husband I said to myself remember Dr. Phil do you want to be right or do you want to be happy <laughs> one of my other favorite my other favorite words that he says is you want to be right or you want to be happy you know right. and that's that's it that's it <laughs> you know I tell that to myself all the time hopefully before I say something to my husband <laughs> because you... I used to be a terrible white fighter and mm-hmm. most of the time I am right that's the mm-hmm. bad thing about it <laughs> 
Most of the time, you are right. Right. You, uh, yeah, you, I get it. I get it. If we are right, we don't have to say it. Uh huh. That's uh -huh. Part, isn't it? Uh huh. You got that right. Most not necessary. That's hard for me sometimes. Yeah, keeping your mouth shut is a task. Like pulling your tongue out and biting down on it just to make make sure that you're not safe. <laughs> I sometimes push my lips together in my mind and say, Stop it. Right now. Stop it. You had enough. You said enough. You said enough, oh. you did enough. That's it. So uh, yeah, this is really this part is really great. I you know, um and to just getting to know your business. I know that a lot of women are going to, you know, um, really lean into that, especially those who are in Canada. O audience, remember, she's in Canada, and I think she does online, so I think she's everywhere. She can be everywhere. Yeah, my, my business is completely online now, yes. and uh, I like it, actually, that way. I have very few local clients. I still right. do them. I do house calls. I'm one of the few doctors that does house calls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's too funny to not laugh about it. <laughs> in Germany, doctors still do, as far as I know. We were in Germany. We always did house calls. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Family doctors, which is usual there. Yeah. But I work over all over the world. US is one of my uh, biggest uh, areas where I work, and uh -huh. um, everybody that wants to connect with me is welcome to. Uh, go on my newest uh, website, which is sparklesisters.org.org. It's easy to write, easy to remember. Not, mm -hmm. and it's awesome. You become member. You become the member of a growing community of women who want to go from being sad and down in the dumps to right. truly sparkle and live their best lives. And uh, that will be a growing platform that has free online sharing sessions where women can exchange their wisdom with others and not just learn from some experts that often are more stupid. <laughs> they are. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And to give space that that's always good to have a space and it's called sparklesisters.org. Yes. Okay. Audience, you heard that sparklesisters.org. Look her up, join the community, and have something to Free, say. Of course. And uh, yeah, join us. You learn a little bit about me, and you have a chance to tell everybody about you and your challenges and what makes you sparkle and your journey. Great. So, the last part is of this segment, I would like to ask you what was one of the challenges you had with your business, and how did you overcome it? Well, the biggest challenge in my business is that at the beginning, like many beginning business people, I thought, well, I know it all, so I can be everything for everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. Say it again. Say it again. Yes, yes. I'm the health coach. I can help everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, that means nobody. I learned that very fast and went back to my <laughs> attempt on business. <laughs> it strictly didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then I started to focus on mental health and uh, since then the business has been growing because it connects with my story and I really do it well. I still help people around their whole person but it's easier to connect with a certain person that is like yourself maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. 
That's great. That's you know that information. I'm so glad you said that because I do get clients that want to save. I call like I think you said it too. Help coaches. H e l p. Just want to help everybody. You know, uh-huh. and it, and you help no one. I, and I said, well, how's that? Another Doctor Phil, you know, saying, how's that working for you? Yes, that's, I like that. I ask it myself all the time, and I try something new. I say, "How's that working?" Yeah. <laughs> so you know they try. You know they. I was like, you, "You can't help everyone." I know your heart is full, but you you end up helping no one because no one knows what you're doing. You nobody it's understands who you're focused on. You yeah. know, and I, I, just, I that's really important that you said that. I'm, I thank you for yeah. that. Very thank important. You, because in an online world, people look for specific things. Yes. And not for somebody that's everything to everybody. Nobody mm-hmm. looks, oh, I need a health coach. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you may be just what that person needs. Yeah. It's important that they find you. Right. At least see some of your content. See right. you speaking on video, ideally, right. or on a podcast like Edna's. Then <laughs> I say, hey, I like this person. Let's have a look who that is. Yeah. And that's where the connection starts. It does. It does. And it's all about connection. It's also about, you know, we have to, in this field, in health and health and wellness, in, in being, as being a doctor, you know, anything like that, trust is so important, right? Yeah. And is is always important. Yeah. Because we have to trust our friends. Yeah. And online it's even harder because people don't know who is it. Is it another scam? Yeah, right, right. And it's also important to um know that when in your first when you were telling your story, you put your story out there and you said I worked not somebody else worked. I didn't give it to somebody else to do, but you said I worked. And it's important too that we work on ourselves because we can't tell somebody to do something that we're either not doing or have not done. Can you talk about that? That is a very important part, Edna. Very important sentence that you just said. We have to do our work. We can't delegate our health, our personal growth to other people, not our doctor, not our spouse, not our best friend, and not to some internet girl. <laughs> or a pastor or any clergy. That's important. Anybody. Anybody. It's, it's your life. You have to take responsibility for it. Right. That's right. So now that we heard about your business and we had this very juicy conversation about your business and all these great nuggets that you're giving us, we, we want to know about you, me and my audience want to know about you. So our question is to you, ready? Sure. Okay. If you had a billboard and you had an opportunity to put any words you wanted on there, what would it be? One word? As many as you want. I would put on a woman on her way to becoming a person. Mm, I think I've stunted on that one. Mm. <laughs> That's really I'll tell you a little story about that. Okay. Me being 16. Mm-hmm. 
I went in Germany. I was very sad and depressed at that time. And I went in the library. It was then all no internet and nothing. And I looked through the books, looking for something to read. And a book fell in my lap, Serendipity. And it was an English language book of all kinds, probably the only one in the library at that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was by the humanist psychologist Carl Rogers on becoming a person. Oh, that's great. And I still see myself that longing amazement that I felt when I read the title and said, yes, that's what I want to be. Mm -hmm. And of course, I took it out and, and read everything about it, right. that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. And it's 44 years later now, I'm still working on it. Yeah. It's coming alive in you. That's great. That's a great story. Tell us three unknown facts about you. Hmm. Number one, I'm very much down to earth. And if needed, I clean toilets. <laughs> <laughs> And it is needed sometimes. Yes. Because I quote my husband, I love him. He has not much education, but he's a great person. Mm -hmm. And one of his favorite sayings is we all eat the same, we all shit the same. <laughs> it's true. It Number is. two, we used to have backyard chickens. Oh, wow. It was a lot of fun. Uh huh. And most people don't realize it. And number three, when I stay, stand naked in front of the mirror, I look just like any other old woman. <laughs> excellent, excellent, doctor. Ex excellent, excellent, excellent. That is so Gotta good. Gotta have fun. Gotta, Gotta have, have fun. fun. So much fun. This has been amazing. And Dr. Chris, I thank you for coming. Thank you for being part of this show. I am sure that they are going to love my audience, your audience, your people, my people. We're, we're gonna, they're going to love this, this part of the show. This brings us to the end of this episode. And I want to thank you again, Dr. Chris, for joining me today on Keeping It Real on Purpose with this topic and I, I got it in my brain. I'm saying the doctor is in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity, Edna. Get, let the doctor get out of here. <laughs> and we hope that, audience, we hope that this episode, um, it was beneficial to you and brought you value. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today. And listen, you know, get in contact with Dr. Christine, you know, go on her websites. It will be listed on the podcast media so that you can keep going back, keep listening, keep laughing, keep having fun, remembering that when she looks in the mirror, she looks like every other woman. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Christine, I want to say thank you once again. And audience, thank you for listening. Bye for now.